Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I'm Kay. And this week we are looking at Season 3, Episode 24, You Can Go Home Again, in which Frasier flashes back to his return to Seattle and is encountering Martin and Niles after his years away. Now, Key, as we've just discussed before going on air, it's been a while since we've recorded together. It's been a while since I watched this episode and made notes. So my opening question for you is written all those weeks ago, and it is, tell me your thoughts about beanbags. Beanbags must be mentioned at some point. In yes, this they are. Okay. Um, so basically, for the context, beanbags mm-hmm. is mentioned. The caller calls in um, on Frazier's first ever show, and he says, hello, you're on the couch. And she's like, no, I'm not. I'm on the beanbag. I'm on the no, beanbag. I, I'm in the metaphorical couch. Um, <laughs> so uh, I have a lot of strong thoughts about beanbags, actually. Some people are oh, like, share oh, them, yeah. please. Let's be clear. It's not a chair. It's um, not a chair. You, if you give me a beanbag to sit on, I will look at you in disgust. Yeah. I was like, where's the chair? We have a beanbag here. Shan likes it. I hate it. Really? How often does Shan use it? Never. Never. She, okay. She got it. Basically, it will get dragged out if... If, if we've got a full house, which admittedly has not happened much in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. um, and we are in desperate need of another seat, someone might sit on a beanbag. But wow. listen, they give no back support. They are a nightmare to get into, and they're even harder to get out of. I'm That's just... Very true. It's... I'm, I'm really not a fan. I don't understand them as a concept. Why does anyone want them? What I want to happen in the future is for you to have a full house party. Invite me over and just I just want to sit there in the beanbag chair, people watching, drinking, you know, a whiskey or something. It's having a really good old time. I feel like you can only sit in like a beanbag chair if you're like Seth Rogen and Freaks and Geeks and you're mm. stoned out of your mind. Yes. Just having a good time, not knowing what's going on around you. There's a lava lamp next to you, <laughs> you know, one of those kind of hallucinogenic wall hangings. But- I think what I'm trying to say is beanbags should have been left in the 1980s. Mm. Okay, I couldn't agree more. I don't think I've ever had a beanbag in this house. Um, If I did, I don't think I'd use it. I've always been a chairman. Call me old-fashioned, but there you go. Um, Shall we took ourselves into the final trivia corner of regular Season 3 reviews? Yeah, let's do it, mate. Excellent. Right, we've been sent in the usual questions by Hammy, uh, MK, and a few others as well. So... By the way, I just want to say, God help me when you ask me your questions. Um, there is there is no precedent for how bad I'm going to do when you okay. when you ask me them. Gambrin Sinkey, opening today's trivia corner, numero uh. What happened at Niles' fourth birthday party, please? Um, did he cause a huge delay because he had to rock white toddler sweat off uh is it like a a carousel or a pony, something like that. A painted pony on the carousel. Yeah. Um, there's something extraordinarily visceral about toddler sweat. Yes, um, it really makes my skin crawl. It's up there um, with toast sweat, isn't it? It is toast sweat. I, I can, I can stomach. I just, I think when, when the sweat's coming off a living being, I'm suddenly like, this has <laughs> taken, taken on a gross new uh, aspect. Okay, question two, key, good start. What is one of the questions that makes life rich and psychiatrists richer? Oh, I really like this. That that line from Fraser is possibly my favourite line from the episode. It's so good. Um, I think is it um why are family so easy to love and so hard to like? Brilliant, brilliant. I just I just think it's so on the money. Wow, know. your your family's just been offended. 
I've just got off a holiday with them and no one died. So, you know, it's all good. Um, that's, that's a very low bar for a successful holiday. <laughs> no one tried to kill anyone. <laughs> Question three, Key. What is the glaring error in Frasier and Martin's... In Frasier and Martin when they feature in Frasier's flashback? It's kind of a continuity error um, and it's physical. Is it the fact that they clearly are three years older than they were three years ago? It's the fact that Frasier's hair is the same. They didn't give him the skullet. Uh, and Martin's hair is as grey as the present day. I mean, theoretically, this was, what, three years ago? So he might still have been grey, to be fair. I think if they dyed his hair jet black, it would have looked a bit silly. <laughs> a bit but the, the, the mullet one in particular, and me and Hamish have very strong opinions on the skullet mullet. Three out of three there, Key. Excellent stuff. So Missy Crane asks, who does Frasier sound like, according to Daphne and her mother? Aunt Lillian. Aunt Lillian, there we go. You were straight in there. Uh, and finally, from this little batch, from Run For Your Life, what is the date and time of the flashback for Frasier's first show? Okay, I know this because it was going to be one of my questions. Oh, so shit. Thank God. The 21st of May, 1993. Yes. It, the time is 1.57pm. So oh I assume my the show God. is meant to start at 2. And interestingly, this episode aired. Do you know what day? As in the actual, you can go home again. Do you know what day aired? Uh, I want to guess like 9-11 because that's Fraser Crane Day. No, not at all. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, the 21st of May, 1996. So it was third anniversary. I like yeah. that a lot. That's nice. I wonder if they had to have like, I wonder if the, if the run for the three years was absolutely perfect or whether they had to kind of hold off a week or something to land it on the anniversary or... I feel like when you're like green lighting the third season, that might be in your mind's eye. Because I mm. assume, I don't know this, that you've written all the episodes for a season before. You would hope, I think. Finalise when is it actually going on air. Mm. Um, so I would be, if, if that was me, I'd be like, actually, we've got an anniversary episode here. Can we, if, we, if it's feasible, let's Can do we do that. something here? You know, can we do something? Ask me your questions, please, Key. And if you've obviously had one used, don't worry about sweating to get another one because I won't get it right. So... Well, I'm going to change it. So my question was, what time did he get to the booth for the first ever episode? Okay, I've got to change a guess it. at that, I think, but yeah. I'll change it to, um, what time was his meeting with Roz as she got to point number, well, she was on point 23, about to go to point 24. What time was that? Oh my God. I can't even remember this. the context of this scene. Um, so after that first episode, oh, okay. the same day, he, um, he's in the Vosa with Roz. And she's like, point 23, callers need to get to the point and guard, so do you. <laughs> point 24, okay, your eyes are glazing over, we'll leave this till later. Uh, uh, and you get a little time card beforehand. Really? I'm going to say 1727. You are not far off. Really? I've got 5.13pm. Oh my so God. 1713. 14 minutes out. Yeah. Damn. Very, very close, mate. Thanks. I don't know why I said 17. I mean, I, just, <laughs> I, I think and speak in 24-hour clock, so there you go. Um, what road should Frasier have taken to get home? Oh, it's it's the two interstates. Um, I think it, I, I want to th- say it's I-80 and I-90, but I reckon it's, it's I don't know. I, I think he took I-90 and he should have took I-80. Uh, I think it's the other way around. I'm not going to be too sore there because at yeah. least I got the roads. I'm I'm very impressed. After several weeks without having seen the episode, I wouldn't have got that. That's the kind of question where it appeals to my nerdy love of American geography a little bit. Um, 
the interstates I've spent a bit of time mooching about with, sir. Okay, final question, and I now feel incredibly mean for writing this. Lay it on me, Kay. Let me cry. Who is the last guest credit we see at the end of the episode? Oh, God. Obviously, it comes up with all their, their pictures. Who's the I'm, last I'm one? trying to think of any celeb callers we spoke about. Um, uh, can you please just give me a clue about them? Um, so I'll give you a clue. We yeah. haven't spoken about them. Okay. Their initials are F. P okay. and I do not know who they are. Um, FP. I will try and get. Um, I'll have to actually. I'll look this up. But I'll, I'll try and get what caller they were and what episode they're in for you. FP. Um, but yeah, FP. I didn't recognise the name. I'm just going to take a random guess at a random name and say Felicity Plowman. <laughs> Felicity Plowman. <laughs> um, of famously Kennedy Burling's mistress. Of course. One <laughs> one of many. <laughs> uh, I've got Faith Prince. Faith Prince. I also don't really recognise the name. Um, um, I do not either. She was in... It looks like she's made guest appearances in a lot of things. Um, she appeared Always the in, bridesmaid, Faith. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. She seems to have done a lot of... Um, she seems to be predominantly a Broadway star. Oh, okay. Um, Guys and Dolls, uh, Bells Are Ringing, A Catered Affair... Um, so yeah, she also has a, re- a recurring role in the ABC family sitcom Melissa and Joey, which I've never seen. That sounds wholesome, Melissa and Joey. We're now returned to <laughs> Melissa and Joey. <laughs> Thanks, Kay. Right, is that all your questions? That is all of my questions. Yeah. Excellent. Let's see things to a close with MK and Hothouse Orchids. Question number one from Corey. Other than specifically working on the Dr. Fraser Crane show, what unique and specific detail do Fraser and Dave share in common? Or is it that um, they don't like someone they're working with? Because Dave doesn't like Fraser and Fraser's not keen on Roz. I mean, that is as good as any. That's not what I have here, but that's good. Um, uh, what Corey has given me is Dave has been a producer for as long as Fraser lived in Boston, 15 years. Oh, okay. Um, quite a nice little little uh, yeah thing, but I mean, yours is, is pretty valid, so you know, I'm not going to throw that under the bus. Question two, when we join the scene when Roz is giving Fraser feedback, what's, oh, what's the number of the point Roz is on? I actually, I mean, I've kind of given this away, but I have already forgotten the answer, so I'm going to ask it you <laughs> It was, I think, point number 23. Um, the callers need to get to the point, and by God, so do you. And then she goes to point number 24 and says that his eyes are glazing over, and we move on. Absolutely spot on there. Apologies for a slight spoiler there, MK. And then Niles comes in, he's like, oh, how did you find my favourite coffee bar? <laughs> coffee bar. In the vocal exercise slash poem Fraser uses before his first show, there are two characters the author addresses. Who are they? I didn't get this. I was going to write it down, and he was literally speaking too fast. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to give up. Um, mm. He talks about the Glen a lot. He does talk about the Glen. I don't think that's a character. That is, I think, the geographical location <laughs> rather than the Glen from down the road. Um, uh, so I'm just reminded by the fact that we knew someone called Glen who loved um, digestive biscuits. Oh my God. Yeah, he did <laughs> in an obsessive, possibly sexual way. Um, <laughs> less said about that, the better. Um, I have no idea. Uh, I'm going to say Mabel and Miss Addison. So then I says to Mabel, I says, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I don't know the repetition of I says in that line. It's I just love so, it so good. Um, I was looking for the little owlet because um, he's like, you know, the little owlet. It's to whom, to whom? Um, and Miss Katie did. Miss Katie did. Um, presuming that's how you pronounce that. So okay. 
Good little question there from MK. And finally, Key, Hothouse Orchid has the pleasure of asking the final question for our regular reviews for season three. What did Frasier, what day did Frasier return home to Seattle? You can work it out from some clues and you've kind of hinted at those clues in your own questions. Okay. So to be clear, it's not sad, is it? Because I don't. No. Okay. Well, let's work it out. He's been there a week and not seen Martin. It's the 21st of May that the show is. So I'm just going to say the 14th of May. This is why you're the older brother. Absolutely <laughs> spot on. by the older person. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely spot on, Key. May 14th, 1993. He's been in, in the city for one week. Hasn't seen uh, Martin and Arves, obviously. And then we know when his first episode. Weirdly enough, I always really like it when a week starts with like... um. A seven or a fourteen or a twenty-one. I don't know, just seven days in a week. That feels very, very right. Mm-hmm. I get that completely, actually. <laughs> um, and also, there's obviously the little. This isn't. This isn't like a little trick or whatever. But it's just something I've always remembered someone telling me. And any month that starts on a Sunday always has a Friday the thirteenth. True. Yeah, I mean, so there's. I don't know how how often that happens in a year. Like two. We had a Friday the thirteenth recently. In yeah, August. there was there was one last. Yeah. last Did anything third. spooky happen to you? No, but I was born on Halloween, so oh, things right. things don't tend to get but spooky for me. Things rise up out of the ground and, and celebrate you. <laughs> not not today, zombies. Come on, it's not my birthday. Um, thank you, everyone who wrote in this week. Um, we'll thank you, you know, more properly when we do the live show. I think, but it goes without saying that you know you do this every week, and it's just amazing. The podcast would not be the same without it. Shall we jump into the review key? Yeah, mate. So... I'm de- very scared about jumping into this review, <laughs> um, considering how long ago it was. What were you just going to say then? I was going to say, you're ready to completely take the lead, and I'm just going to chip it with you. Go it every now and again. Yeah, and... yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Uh, animation watch keys. Uh, please tell us what it oh, was. I think, was it a balloon? It was oh. the hot air balloon. Yes. Um, someone, I'll have to find it later, maybe during listener mail, but someone compiled an incredible list of nerdy details for the show. Um, they did all the animation animations how how frequent the animations are how many different ones per season they are and how many new ones they bring in is Ste- this you and it's you not me under a different name but <laughs> St- obviously steve is doing something similar for our live episode so i don't want to tread on his toes too much so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna reveal a lot too much i'm gonna give credit to this person who did it on reddit and i'll make sure people can find it but if there's there's one thing i th- i feel it might have been the hot air balloon is the least frequently used animation of them all bar I- the pumpkin and the rainbow. Um, I get that. I feel that um, I quite like it if it's it's seldom used. It's like, oh, yeah. oh, it's a little, little tasty. Well, whereas I see the red light and I'm like, oh, it's this guy again. Yeah, I like <laughs> the red light. Don't you bad about the red light? The most common one is the lights coming on in the skyline. Um, yeah. I think it was used 30 or something times. Wow. Um, there you go. Uh, Roz and Fraser exchanging gifts. Uh, yeah. Very cute. Roz is underselling the gift a lot when she gives it to him. You know, oh, you probably won't even like it. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I do this a lot. I use someone who does this. Like, I just immediately yeah. lose all confidence in what I bought someone when I hand it over. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally giving you a gift and before you've unwrapped it, I can take it back. Okay. Yeah. I haven't like, got the receipt. Here's I will give you the money. <laughs> I will personally drive you to the shop. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah. It's just, it's tough. I think like it's, it's yeah. tough to be, it, I don't know if you're, if you're naturally quite a humble person or whatever, that kind of spotlight suddenly. Yeah. Hurts. It's part of the reason I don't like seeing people unwrap gifts in front of me. And I don't like unwrapping gifts in front of other I people. I hate unwrapping because, gifts in front of people. Um, even if you like the gift, like I'm not, I don't have a huge facial expression when I'm, I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And that might mean I genuinely really like it. 
Mm. But if if I'm if the person is watching me, I'm like, wow, that's, <laughs> that's all I wanted. I could Thank die you. happy now. <laughs> you have to be so expressive. Like you have to. Am I am I showing gratitude enough? And here? then like your mouth starts to hurt, and they're like, wait, can they tell I'm faking this? Do yeah. they think I'm faking because I don't like it, or do they realize? You know, it's a whole tunnel of misery it is <laughs> my bottom jaw starts to quiver a bit from the smile and i'm like yes. my facial muscles aren't this strong i can't do I'm this like, i'm genuinely forgetting how to smile mid-smile and it's yeah. like it's tough it's tough oh. um so i completely empathize with rosea um the quote it's from hallmark's irony section is that um the car uh, Roz has bought him, or he's no. Him? He gets Roz a car, saying to Roz, who believed in me from the start. There we go. That's just really nice. Um, I, I do love as well that Fraser actually gets Roz a good present here. He gets a beautiful earrings, mm, yeah. um, and not just like so often we see her get him like a really nice briefcase, and he's got on her little joke microphone and stuff that like shoots that. Shoots water in her face. Um, it's so nice to see that he gets. A, he's actually put a little bit of thought and got a really nice present. Um, although he does forget the colour of her eyes. I was just about to say, she doesn't have blue eyes, so without looking um, up close of a Perry Gilpin, what colour do we think they are? She screams brown to me. I think she screams brown. I think anyone who's got dark hair has brown eyes. Well, looking at me, Kay. Well, <laughs> I've got the rarest colour of eyes of all. <laughs> These babies are green. Are they? Yeah. I did not know that. I thought your eyes were brown. There you go. I'm just looking at Perry Gilpin, mate, and those are some brown eyes. Brown eyes. We're looking at pure brown, mate, chocolate brown. Van Morrison is all over this. Honestly, I apparently, you know, rumor is she was the girl that inspired the song, but, you know. I mean, that's cannot, obvious, isn't it? We can neither attest nor deny. <laughs> yeah, what colour are yours? Yours are brown, aren't they? Mine are brown, but weirdly, I don't know if this is a natural thing and people are just going to go, that's not true, Kieran, that can't happen. Mm. Um, I'm told that when it's like in the summer and it's quite bright, my eyes go a little bit more like greeny hazily. Mm. I, I can buy that. I don't know if that's an actual thing or if people have just been lying to me. But... People are born with like, you know, diachromic or whatever it's called, you know, eyes, different coloured eyes. Why yeah. can't they ch- And hair colour changes. And I'm fairly certain there's, a, there's things going on closely related genetics. With I mean, don't, don't say that, mate. I'm convinced my hair colour is never going to change. I'm oh, never going to go grey. I have like a solitary grey hair in like the side of me. And whenever the sunlight catches it, it's like a beacon of old age. Weirdly enough, if I could actually grow a beard, which I can't because there's one like, patch there. Likewise, I can't grow one. Um, I get It comes in a bit ginger. So would mine if and... I could grow one. Um, my brother's exactly the same. He's he, he can grow a full beard, and it's actually quite ginger on him when he grows. Really? It. Yeah. yeah. My dad had a little bit of ginger in him when he was when he was little, so that kind of comes through with me. If my hair's in the sun for a lot, um, for a long time, then yeah, get a little bit of the little bit of the ginge, which I'm a big fan of. Any ginger listeners, get in touch. Um, Ed Sheeran, we're talking to you. <laughs> Come on, mate, you know you listen. Carrot top, Amy Adams. Um, if Amy Adams is listening, I'd be dead. Um. So well, here's the quote. So easy. Oh, no. Before we get that, but Frasier feigning abuse to Daphne. Have you ever worked under a tyrant? You obviously don't need to name any names here, but have you worked under someone as much of an organ grinder as Frasier is pretending to be here? Um, no, I say I haven't. I've worked That's under bosses in previous employment who just didn't give a damn whether who I was. Yeah. In many um, ways, that can be worse. At least, you know, if you're screaming at me, you're recognizing that I'm present in a very yeah. existential way. Um, but it was a slight because it was like a factory, and they're all very much like, "Oh, lads, lads," and I was like, "Oh, 
Hello. Poetry. Hello, chaps. <laughs> you watch Frasier? <laughs> I was just in a production of West Side Story, the local rep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was genuinely, actually, it was one of the weirdest things is that um, one of the guys I worked with, because it was there, I was there, like, it was a summer job before uni and all that. Mm-hmm. And I said to him when, and he said, oh, I said, oh, no, I'm, I want to go to uni long term. He said, oh, which one are you going to go study? And I said, law. And he genuinely looked at me and went, I don't think much of the law. And yeah. walked off. And you said it. this, I think. That rings a yeah. bell. What the hell? That, uh, was, that was that. <laughs> what did that guy do, Kate? Do we know? Um, well, he used to walk around to everyone at the start of the morning, shake their hands and palm them things. I'm, I'm not saying anything. I don't okay. know. What You're, I... You can either confirm or deny. I'm in, I'm yeah, reading between the lines and I'm going to guess that he was palming people. He, he could have just been a very social person. Maybe. Um, and if but... a bag happens to slip out of his sleeve, a bag happens to hip, slip out of his sleeve. But he okay. was. Um, we didn't get on particularly well. Let's put it like that. Okay. You weren't palming things back to him, were you? <laughs> I was not. No. No. Keys is playing as a whistle. He listeners. did genuinely ask me on my first day, what recreational drugs do you do? Okay, that's always a like, good start. I was like, um, go I, caffeine. Cowpon is a kid. I love coffee, <laughs> but yeah, we're not gonna get a line, kid. <laughs> we have the line now, so easy to love. Oh my god, I just knocked my mic off. So sorry. Um, so easy to love our families, yet so hard to like them, which is very, very profound from Daphne. Um, like I really like this. She's she's rarely given a line that kind of has this kind of depth to it um and that's you know not because jane leaves isn't capable of delivering it well it's just the writers don't tend to go for that with her um and fraser's just equally great retort which you said you love makes a life so rich and psychiatrists richer the more i watch fraser the more desperate and jealous i am that i never kind of went down a psychiatry route you've mentioned this before you yeah, want the but, office and... yeah but i just i just think i want all of the glamour of fraser's life um yeah, I'm a pretty empathetic person, a good listener, and someone who's good at giving advice, I think, but that doesn't equate to being a good psychiatrist. Um, and I don't think I could have hacked six years at medical school. So you know. I mean mm. I don't really know. I really I don't really know that much about psychiatry at all, to be honest with you. Mm. Uh, in terms of what they study, what they have to know and and what the job yeah. prospects are, because the NHS, I know, has a massive shortage of them. So does that mean if you're currently trained to be a psychiatrist, you'll bang on the money, you're going to get straight in to a placement on like 60K or whatever? You know? Let's go, mate. Let's just sign up today. Because if that's the case, I'm going to go back to uni for six years. I mean, the current <laughs> seven I've done there apparently is not long enough. <laughs> um, so Fraser using the Eames whilst it rains. I feel like a klaxon should go off in this episode now for all the things I love. He's sitting in the Eames chair while it rains it doesn't get any better than that um and he's now about to have his flashback um his hair isn't the same as we've said but in crocktails in season 11 they went to the effort of giving everyone a dreadful wig to make them look like it was a flashback so what would you prefer at the top honestly this without the with the continuity error the wigs are famously terrible um but weirdly, I do remember the first time I saw this episode, it, it flagged to me. Like I was like, "Hang on, his hair hasn't changed." See, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me for the reason that I always think when I'm watching a flashback, and this is how I justify any continuity errors, is that I'm not going back in time. I'm in the head of the character who is thinking back and recollecting it, and they wouldn't necessarily wreck on their and, own hair. Yeah, when I think yeah. of us at school, for instance, I think of us now in that environment. That's that so true. That's happened. so true. Um, yeah. I don't think of us as being like much shorter than we are, and like 
less yeah, less kids. ruggedly handsome and, of course yeah of course, of course. <laughs> um, um honestly that's exactly the same actually yeah i didn't yeah. i didn't even think about that and it, it always helps me come to terms with if i don't like something it's like, oh well they were just misremembering that and that's mm. not necessarily how it happened yeah and that's yeah, how i yeah. want the simpsons to end is i want it to turn out that um like in, it, it's years in the future they've got like bart and lisa have their own kids maggie's got her own kids and they're all just sitting around the table having a chat and reminiscing and that way I can say things like Arm and Tamsarian didn't happen because it was just Bart throwing in a stupid story. Oh, man. Yeah. That's my way of getting rid of all the bits I don't like and keeping the bits I do like. I really like that. Um, I really I really am curious to see how they will ever end that show and what they'll do. Um, yeah. I remember there's like a big like theory online about how they're going to incorporate the opening credits. Um, yeah, so it's like, read um, that. it's like a, all, like a, a robberous sort of snake where it's... Yeah, yeah, all the, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Um, so interesting. We'll see. Um, little Owlet in the Glen. I've just written as a bullet point here. So Fraser doing his little warm up exercises. Um, I mean, scientifically, do these things work? Presumably, you'll have done some key before acting. Like, is it a real thing? And I think so. I think it's the idea of it's just trying to get your tongue moving, loosen your jaw up a little bit. Mm. Um, I never did whatever he's doing. Um, no, but. It is a, I think it is a thing like you do like red lorry, yellow lorry, red lorry, yellow lorry, and all that. Lorry, yellow, lorry. It's weird, isn't it? Because um, the tongue is a muscle, you know, it does need yeah. to be stretched. And, and yeah. when and, it's cold, for example, I find it really hard to talk. Yeah. And um, what's weird is I found in lockdown when I go all day without speaking to someone and then someone say calls me in the afternoon. Yeah. I, like, it feels like my voice is croakier because I've not used it. Yeah. No, I, I get, get that. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> Um, just been smoking some Barbaras. <laughs> um, but weirdly though, sometimes I like that. Like first thing in the morning, like if I'm playing, like you know, I want to play the piano or something, and I just want to, like, you know, jokingly sing along to a song or whatever. You know, not for any particular audience because I can't sing very well. Um, my voice is really low and croaky and stuff, and like I can hit much lower lows. And I'm just like, this is just this is great. Whereas in my average day, I wouldn't be able to get anywhere near that note. Um, so yeah, it's voices are funny things. Maybe we take them for granted a little bit. It's like when, when your voice goes, you have a sore throat, you're just like, why did I ever take you for granted when you worked fine? Um, <laughs> there you go. Um, I put here, oh yeah, this is when Fraser's in KACL now. I put, this is going to be a very controversial point for people. And I just want them to st stick with me because I don't mean it completely, but there's a, there's a, he gave me very weird Sheldon Cooper vibes from the Big Bang Theory here. Because they're presenting him as socially disconnected, very pompous and arrogant, and also kind of weirdly pathetic as well. I can think of the way he starts like moaning about things, but he just seems like so socially aloof and disconnected to the point of like Sheldon level rather than the Frasier we come to know. And it's just obviously they have to really exaggerate it because he's a fish out of water here and he doesn't know what he's doing and he can't relate to the common man. Um, but I don't quite yeah i don't know it's, it's an interesting point what i'd find really interesting is how long is it do we know oh, i may have forgotten we do know this um between the first ever episode of the fraser crane show and what is you know the good son what's the time difference there <sighs> that's yeah so if this so the good son in the world of the show is also three years ago yeah. Um, and in this flashback, his first ever episode was three years ago. So theoretically, it could be as, as many as like a month or two. He is far pallier with Roz, I think, in that one than he is in, <sighs> in, you know, this flashback. Yeah. So that's a lot of, I mean, maybe you can put it down to sort of first day jitters. People get 
nervous they miss social cues when they're nervous um i think so i get that to an extent um and of course dave has dumped him and he he loves dave i mean he did like dave didn't he I? stayed up till two in the morning explaining to dave in meticulous detail his philosophy of optimal mental health and how can anyone walk away from that will i ask I'm, you how I, I, can i get your hands off <laughs> how how <laughs> I, I do like though um, i mean as much as obviously i'm listening is iconic i do quite like if you can feel I can, I can heal. heal. I like that. I also like you're on the couch. Um, you know, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm on the beanbag chair. Um, so yeah, like I just think you're on the couch is funny, but yeah, no, I, I I get what you're saying, and I think you know it was just a strange observation I made, but there was as, yeah. As I said that, I just pictured Fraser speaking to Ben Stiller, going, "You're on the couch," and him going, "No, I'm not. No, I'm not." <laughs> ben Stiller, man, the the best caller. He just lives in for me, oh, on in infamy in this podcast. Is the best. I one. feel like I've, uh, listen. Ben Stiller's had a phenomenal career, but when he does, he finally does pass away. I think that they're still going to report it. Ben Stiller. Cameo in Frasier. <laughs> Cameo in Frasier and Dodgeball, because his performance in Dodgeball should have been nominated for an Oscar. Um, Roz grew plants in her dorm room closet. Do you uh, take a little guess of what we think those plants were? Okay. Well, I, there's definitely a vibe there, isn't it? Mm, but... I don't think it was a bonsai she was growing in there. I don't think um, so. I think it was probably um, combustible and con- con- consumable in some way. Um, I completely forgot this is the episode with the Abe Lincoln quote. Which is that is such a good quote. It's brilliant it? and very iconic. A lot of people quote this like on forums and stuff as one of their favorites in the show. And I've just completely forgot it was this episode. It's really good. You want to remind us what the what the quote is, Kay? Uh Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got that line in front of me. So just from slightly paraphrasing, mm-hmm. um, Abe Lincoln had brighter prospects when he went to pick up the tickets from the box office. Absolutely. Just so good. Just so good, what man. a line. That is brilliant. I, honestly, I it's just so encapsulating of, of his kind of woe is me attitude as if, well. Like, If anyone has used that in just everyday conversation, <laughs> I would love to know the reaction of the people around you because I yeah. feel like people would be taken aback. They'd be like, a bit heavy, mate. Um, but, but I also feel like it has its place and I feel like you could it work it into, a, into, into the context of, you know, a, an everyday exchange. So... There's a challenge for us, Key, to try and to try and weedle that in or something. Maybe when we attend to the Villa game together later. Um, and <laughs> Could you imagine if you just got the entire whole end just singing that, chanting some kind of Fraser theme? Um, just in one the banner we unfurl from the top of the of the of the terrace is like the we're listening logo. I'm, I'm, honestly, I, I feel we could get the whole end all just going. Feeling blue. Well, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so they bump into Niles in Navosa now. Niles wants some quality time with himself. He's quite, you know, standoffish and just wants to just chill. I can relate to this. I mean, are you someone who quite enjoys your own space and own time? We've talked I about this before. Really do. Yeah. yeah um, you need to recharge your batteries after social interaction because I. Yeah. Definitely... And even even if I've been on my own but working very hard, I've had a long day working. Sometimes mm. I just want to come back and not have to speak to anyone. Just literally, just be on my own and yeah, only have to deal with me because it's just you've got to love your own company. You know, no yeah, one, no bit. one's ever going to be there that much as oh, you, no, yourself. You oh, that, that's a heavy thought, isn't it, mate? That is a really heavy thought. <laughs> I'm not trying to bum anyone out, um, but yeah, I just think yeah, I, I completely relate to this. Um, I just think you do need to recharge your batteries after you've. Uh, after you've been interacting with people and stuff. I mean, I'm not a morning person at all. And when I wake up in the morning, like, you know, we, we got up at five yesterday on the way back from the holiday. I'm on the road by six. I can I can barely say a word to people in the morning. I just sit there. 
What were the um, twins like at six in the morning? Actually fine. Actually fine. Yeah. They, they were kind of just like... They usual. were really well behaved and you were like crying in the back. <laughs> I was throwing toys around. And, um, okay. Where are we here? So, oh yeah. The saddle was slick with a toddler sweat. We have Nas's reference to the... Uh, the Obviously, the um, Nas and Maris seem very happy. They went to dinner the other night and um, like the Arctic puffin, they have mated for life. <laughs> well, I'm just for a moment. I misremember what you were going to say. What's the what's what? If we had the episode where Maris coyly hides behind her breadstick, and <laughs> we had that line, oh. I, I don't know because Ma- obviously him have. and Maris are kind of. Oh no, they reconciled, don't they? Shortly, mm. um, next season, I think. Um, moving into five. What what do you make of this scene? Because they obviously they're in the Vosa. Niles and Fraser are talking. As Niles comes in, he goes, I think he looks, he looks to the left for some reason. Daphne comes over, asks for the sugar, then goes sit back down and he sort of smells the air. Yeah, they've, they've, kind of, they've, kind, they've kind of had that like cute meat cute or cute meat, whatever it's called. Yeah. What um, do you think of that? I really, really don't like it. I don't like I just generally don't like it when a TV show tries to crowbar in, oh, they all met before and they didn't know. Or like, oh, look what could have been. Like, you yeah. know, one, what is Daphne wearing on her head? That hat. I don't know. What is going on with She that? looks like she's from a barbershop quartet. <laughs> she looks ridiculous. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm not a fan of this at all. Um, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just clearly been thrown in there to get a little bit of an ooh from the audience. Um just yeah, just doesn't really work for me. Um, I know I am, a, you know, I'm a romantic at heart, and I just think, you know, I don't want people la- la- labeling me as some cold, cold-hearted man. But it just doesn't doesn't vibe for me. Um, the coffee count, I should say at this point, is I can't recall, um, and we'll wait for Steve to save me in the live episode because I have certainly lost track at this point. Um, and God knows Let's... how I'm going to keep track of it once Steve gives me the updated figure because, you know, the book will be passed back to me. If, if it makes you feel better, before we have the live episode, I need to go back and listen to our last 13 episodes and make a list of uh, active books. 13! <laughs> what do you when do they... when we say them? Do you not write them down? <laughs> I do, but then I lose the scrap of paper. Oh, my God. Please stop um, with the scrap of paper. On, on the positive side of things, our listens are going to go way up because I, it's going to um... be me scrolling through like looking for five minutes i'm begging you key you've got to leave the scraps of paper behind <laughs> mate. Know what you mean mate i'm just sitting here with <laughs> get your paper out my face <laughs> it's time to move on okay um uh, I, oh yeah i didn't realize I have my bullet point here i did put daphne appearing out of nowhere with a frankly terrible hat <laughs> and terrible is cap- capitalized um <laughs> okay so Let's see if you can redeem yourself for failing to do the coffee count. Okay. Um, what what does Niles order as his drink? Oh God. Uh, a, 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 a low full fat. No, uh, I know. <laughs> he asks for a water. <laughs> I know that he asks for a whisper of cinnamon and gets a full throated shout, uh, which is like one of my favourite ever lines of his. Um, um, Yes, that is correct. You got that bit. You're going to have to tell me the drink. Uh, well, you went with what? Full fat latte. I was going to say, full fat, no foam, something latte. <laughs> it was a door decaf, non-fat latte with a medium foam. Medium foam. <laughs> um, speaking of, to be fair, I had quite a lot of cappuccinos when I was on holiday recently, just getting up early, walking around a lot. I needed to pick me up. Some top-notch coffee being served on the West on the Wessex coast, I have to say. Um, really good stuff. But yeah, um, the cinnamon line, phenomenal. Um, 
really, really good. Frazier's like, you know, uh, whatever. I, Black I, coffee. I don't want to ever see the day where I'm too good to order just a regular cup of American coffee or whatever. Um, that day comes pretty quickly, which I love oh. the irony there. Um, really good stuff. I like uh, I like when he orders his, co- his coffee. Niles is like, forgive my brother. He's just ca- He just came in on the noon stage. Yeah. Um, I really like that. I don't know what. There's something about that line that really appeals to me. Maybe it's because I'm a fan of Westerns. I don't know. I am. Um, I really like uh, Fraser's line when, when, you know, Niles is going on about the, the full throated shout. Mm. Um, just, you know, I'd forgotten what a weird little person you are. Yeah. And so good. It and always. Just- Whenever anyone delivers a line like that, it always reminds me of Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story. He's like, you are a strange little man. <laughs> you have my pity. <laughs> so, so good. Um, oh, my God. Sorry, I so screaming downstairs. Uh, David Hyde Pierce's look after the coffee comment. I've just put his fantastic. I think he just gives him a little uh, a little, little bit of side eye. Um, I've, I've put Niles is really hamming it. Oh, this is when they go to... Uh, yeah, they go to Martin's apartments. I think it's just before then, because I've got the I've got the whisper of cinnamon quote after this. Is it when he's talking about um talking about Martin, like how funny he is, or he's like pretending to laugh or something? Oh, um, yeah, you have this like weird thing where he's like, "Oh, our father's changed man. Ever since he got shot, he's softened with a whole new zest for life." Yeah, he's like really hamming it up here, and I've never Whereas, quite followed why. I, I I don't really like either of their dialogue in this bit because like Faye just turned around and, oh I visited him in hospital he made his roommate cry and he was in a coma. Martin is not that bad. He, okay, he's not a big cuddly teddy bear in the same way Niles is making out, but at the same mm. time he's he's not a bad guy like Frazier's making out. Neither no, they're, they're making him sound like a real hard ass, like yeah. you know, as in the kind of guy to raise his hand to them as kids. Yeah, and which it, is not Martin. And it's weird because it it doesn't even translate in. Um, when they go to the apartment, it's not. It's still a fairly recognisable Martin. He might be a little bit grouchy, but he's not what either of them are, are making him out to be. So it's a bit of a strange one. Um, yeah, I was just put. I've put as well a link to this. Like seeing the contrast of Fraser Niles here, I'm so glad they made them similar. Like obviously, this is this is a flashback in the world of the show. This isn't a flashback to oh look what the writers could have done. Like because obviously that's not what this is. But like if you treat it like that. You know, there is an alternate reality where they're like that, where Fraser orders his regular coffee and Niles is super aloof. I'm so glad they just made them really similar. Like, and obviously, David Hyde Pierce recalls in, in those kind of behind the scenes interviews, he originally thought, what a terrible idea. You've just made Fraser again. This will never work. It's the it's the thing that works most in the show. Um, yeah. And it just this this episode proves the point of how right they got it. It wouldn't work at all for me if you had three people <laughs> who are fairly different and don't get along yeah kind of what, spectrum yeah yeah this could have been mm-hmm. and it wouldn't have worked because it just would have been i don't you wouldn't have had that camaraderie you wouldn't have had that that real backbone to it i don't think so no i, I completely agree i i like the fact that niles and frazier became far more simpatico and martin softened to fit into sort of that triangle yeah no completely um again Renal's hamming it up here He's like, he's an absolute hobo. I think this is when they go to his apartment. Yeah. Like, the delivery of this line. I've just put Niles is being so weird. He um, being weird. He's clearly like trying to endear Martin to Frazier, but also in some ways try and like, right, he's your problem now. Like, yeah, It's like he's trying to make it like, oh, we're one big happy family, which means you two are fine together and I can go. Yeah, it's like the hard right. sell of like, right, come on. I've been looking after him for three years. It's your turn. Mm. Um, but 
well, not three years, 15 years or whatever. Um, that's how long it's been since Frazier's been to Seattle. But yeah, Nars has been really weird. Um, the fatted calf line after the pork rinds is fantastic. It's such a good line. Isn't that it? is so good. Like just how a writer comes up with something that clever that quickly. Like I love that. I love that. Um, and I've just put generally more an observation about British life, motorway chat or interstate chat. This is very much a staple of British life. Um, yeah. I could not go anywhere like long distance without my dad asking me which way, which way I went or, yeah. you know. My I mean, even say. on public transport, if I see my granddad, like, oh, what was she get? Do you get the, because you can get the 55 and then get the seven, but if you want, get the X70, then get the 11C. <laughs> wow, and, that's some good knowledge. <laughs> honestly, I, I swear, as a man, you get to the age of 55 and like the bus routes, like for, just get downloaded into your head. They you do. Don't, you, get, you don't get any say in the matter. It's, it's, it's nation mandated that you have to know the bus route permanently archived i think um but it's just yeah it's just it is very much we have our kind of staple go-tos of small talk don't we the weather travel you know it's sport um it's it's a classic martin coining i'm listening i really like um this is the kind of thing that i could easily have not liked considering i didn't like the daphne meet you earlier or you know deferred meet you but i really like the fact that martin is the person that comes up i'm listening this works for me i I think it works on so many levels because it really shows how fundamental martin is i think to fraser's career in many ways like as much as he goes on oh i didn't listen to it i missed it and all this yeah um and even in the present day we get the bit like oh i fell asleep but then i listened to it for 10 minutes before i fell asleep again (laughs) um it still shows that he's very much like he's still there as that support for Frazier and he's like sort of the back rock in many ways and it reminds me of of later on really when he helps come up with a jingle for the show as well Mm. I, i really like and the fact that he doesn't want to this isn't him pitching ideas it's him being annoyed that he's had to turn off his show um well his game and fine i'm listening i'm what, what do you want i'm listening and yeah 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 it's worked out that way it's so good it's so good i just yeah it's just i think you're completely right in how much it captures kind of how fundamental um not how fundamental not just how fundamental he is to fraser's career as well but like how fundamental he is in just kind of like being a straight shooter far from the hip you know i'm listening like he doesn't it's just very simplistic you know he, he's not trying to make super complicated small talk he's like right i'm listening just talk to me you know whatever um it's just yeah it's just martin to a t i think um speaking of there's a nice collection of flannel on his coat rack um nice touch we know he loves flannel there's about four different show- shirts and overcoats here um so i just thought that was a nice touch to make the apartment really look like he lives there um i put here this ending packs a punch so kind of the two of them really just I don't know, doing what they do best, kind of setting the world to rights, but also realising they're very different people. I don't know, it's powerful. Yeah. I think the line, um, I noticed how busy you got after your mother died, is such a heavy line. That's yeah, That gets you in the feels, doesn't it? As they it say. does, man. Um, you know, but it's really nice looking back in a way because you know things are going to get better, everything's going to be okay. And even they, you know, they end on, oh, well, talking about the rain and how the rain brings the flowers you know um so it's it's really it's a sweet ending and in in some ways actually it's really strange for me that they went so long without being close because you think of them almost exclusively as what they are in, in the duration of the show and it's very mm. close tight-knit family big when time. obviously that wasn't the case and and even in the first few episodes of season one where we were going on oh they they've not quite got that dynamic yet they get in there um you 
you don't really uh, I think associate that with their relationship you sort of forget about that quite quickly and you mm. think of them as just this odd couple who live together but get on really really well yeah yeah it's spot on I think it's a really good summary of of the ending here um nice little touch key there is a vinyl record next to Martin did you see what it was or who it was Um, I'm surprised no one asked this in Trivia Corner. I feel like I've I've unlocked a secret of this episode that people hadn't realised. Is it something that I'll kick myself for not getting? Yeah. <laughs> you will. Oh, I don't know why my first thought was William Shatner's spoken word album. Oh my <laughs> god. That is specific. Um, I was watching Star Trek this morning, that's why. Oh, no way. Um, Are you a fan uh, of the Next Generation or just? I've never really series? seen it. I always mean to see it, but I'm always oh. like, no, I'm gonna watch the original series first. Then get through that, and then watch it. Next Generation is amazing. Um, oh, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give up. What? It's, what? it's the chairman of the board, mate. It's Sinatra. Oh, I know. See what I mean? You really are kicking yourself. Um, just a really nice touch because obviously there's there's a lot of Sinatra links to, to Martin, as we as we know with Martin does it his way. Um, um, sorry, you could say we now go back to the present day. He wakes up, yes, still raining, which I love. Frazier seems quite surprised that Martin has listened to his episode. Hmm, should he be? Because I feel like there's been several episodes in the past where Martin has listened to an episode of the Frazier Painter. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think I think it's been referenced before that he has listened to it. Like he catches bits of it when he's waiting for Bulldog Show to come on or something. Yeah. And, and he, um, I'm pretty sure he heard um, Dirty Girl. Yeah, um, he listened during. Oh no, we haven't got to Ham Radio yet. Um, and like, he, I'm sure there's been bits before. It's like I listened to your show there. You really cut that guy out and stuff like that. And yeah. So I I think he's listened to it. I'm, I'm not saying all the time, but semi regularly. Yeah, it doesn't quite work, does it? Um, yeah. A little bit. Um, him kissing Eddie is a shock. Um, yeah, that's... Um, it's just a yeah, funny that, one. I feel like that's the thing you do in the heat of the moment, and you're like, oh. <clears throat> I think, I yeah, they've just got to chuck that in there again for like a bit of fan service, like here's a nice little... Yeah. No, I don't say that derogatively either. I, I did like the whole Niles picking up Eddie, like he's the firstborn. Go. Yeah, the mantle has been passed. <laughs> uh, the three of them going out as well, like on that note, it's just so lovely. Like you can just see how far they've come along. Um, and also, there's a line in this show, in this episode, which I didn't realize was from this, which I use all the time, which is acid is burning a hole in my stomach. To line, I say that all the time at home, like when I'm hungry. Um, One thing I was going to ask Daphne's whole story, Acapulco or Manchester. I always thought throughout this episode, oh, she can only afford to go to one. But at the end, he goes, have another week off and then you can go to both. How many days annual leave is Daphne getting in a calendar year? Because if she's only getting one week, I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Yeah, I don't really understand. I would just They've not thought about that, have they? And they just want to make Fraser seem like a really charitable employer, but it's just a bit... You know. She should definitely have time to do that. She should be getting her 28 days plus sick leave or whatever it is. <laughs> um, I don't know what the stand, the minimum is in the UK, at least. Um, but yeah, just yeah, and I, I feel like an extra week to get from Manchester to Algapulco, you know, it's maybe a little bit longer, Frage. Come on. All, all I'd heard all the way through this episode was going loco. Go down, down in Algapulco <laughs> if I stay too long. <laughs> what I love the four tops. Um but yeah, it's just yeah, bit of an odd one. Um, 
But I have put though this episode does hold up, and I like it a lot more than I remember. Um, yeah. I, te- I tend to be a bit turned off of this as a, as a finale, but rewatching it, it tapped into a lot of the warmth that we like. Um, yeah, I mean, by and large, I would say I generally um, think of the ending of season three as just sort of petering out. To be honest, yeah, with you. same. Um, but no, it was it was very watchable. I would say not mm. necessarily a classic, but it's very watchable. Here, here. Um, on that note, is it in your top ten? I think we all. <laughs> um, no, it is not in my top ten, but it it's is not it's in mine. Better than I remember, actually. Mm-hmm. I quite liked it. Agreed. It's not in mine though. Who have you gone for actor pick, Kay? Oh, I didn't. I genuinely forgot all about actor pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna say. I think it's got to be Frasier. Really. I don't think anyone else has that much to do that they can really justify actor pick, and I think it's quite nice to see Frasier. Um, we get to see him play like a, a sort of regressed version of himself in the sense of him being three years younger um, and that different attitude towards Niles and, and to Martin. Uh, and I think it holds up fairly well. There's bits that could be better, but by and large, I think it holds up pretty well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with, with Kelsey. I have also gone with Kelsey slash Frage. Uh, don't need to say anything. You've just the pens up. Get, the, <laughs> get that scrap of paper out, brother. Um, Kennedy Burling, Kate, would he go to Manchester or Al Capoco? I think with Kennedy, they come to him. They send, <laughs> they literally dig it up, lift it, carry it over. Wow. They yeah. just drop the whole island in his garden. Pretty um, much, yeah. I mean, he does have a gigantic garden. We've been there for a lawn party. It was incredible, actually. It's great to see things really opening up again and that we can do these house parties again. Honestly. (laughs) And that guy can really drive with his golf clubs, man. I mean, he's got a golf course in his garden, so it's great to see. Um, Thank you, Key. No further explanations needed. All that remains is to play Whose Crane Is It Anyway before we jump over to listen to mail. Who uses the line special or the word special uh, in this episode? Oh, special. Um, it's actually a really funny line. I really enjoy it. Is it something it's, it's, that it's not I'll... super like you know? We haven't talked about the scene or the moment. Okay. Um, so it's not a memorable line in itself. I'm not going to be kicking myself. No. Okay. Um, I don't think you will be there. No. My instinct is that it's either I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's either Niles or Frasier, and mm. it's one going. Oh, you're a special guy aren't you or you're a bit special um or, or maybe or maybe niles saying to frage oh you think you're very special now but we should go see dad or something like that mm-hmm. um i'm gonna say it's frazier to niles in Novosa with the candlestick <laughs> <laughs> uh and, battered <laughs> uh yeah frazier to niles in Novosa. And a bit like how we said these, oh, you're a weird little guy. I forget how weird you are. It's not on. You're very special, aren't you, Niles? Or something like that. It's Niles oh. to Frasier when they knock on Martin's door. Who is it? Niles and a special Niles guest. <laughs> <laughs> it's Niles and a special guest um, when they get to Martin's Martin's apartment. I would have loved it if, if Martin was just, Frasier, come on down. Frasier, come on down. So Martin, I can have the door. Um, shall we jump over to listen to Mal this week, okay? Uh, yeah. Raz, who's our next caller? So, quite a few of you have written in. We've got a few different kind of loose threads of listener mails going around here. So, if you haven't a chance to kind of have something read out at this point, because we've had a few weeks off, 
come along to the live episode um you know and hopefully you can you know you can read your comments out there uh wolves 424 put hi willing key started listening to the podcast a couple of weeks ago and absolutely love it already up to episode 27 i've never been on reddit before but heard you mention it a few times so i thought i'd check it out keep up the good work lads so thank you very much wolves and you're not the first person to come to reddit off the back of this podcast <laughs> Um, yeah, myself included. I, I still don't have a Reddit account. I have to just sign in as a guest every week to have a look. It is a bit of a weird website, to be honest. It's got its vices. Um, okay, next up, I think we have Cam Winston, who says, Howdy, boys. Another ripper season of the podcast nearly over. I speak on behalf of all of us that it keeps getting better each week. Um, I've travelled first class once. I was from San Antonio, Texas to Los Angeles, California. The airline had double booked my seat, and as my ticket was the first booked, I got bumped up. Nice. It was awesome, and I think I had a silly flow of champagne the whole way. God, so, I wouldn't want that flight to end. How how long does it take to get from Texas to California? Is that if I was to guess, I want to say about four hours. Um, oh, okay, I was going to say if you had like champagne all the way, it was only forty five minutes. That's still a bit of a disappointment. <laughs> okay, I'm going to look. The time is three hours twenty minutes. Oh, that's a reasonable time. There you go. Yeah. Um. Anyway, other stuff. You can go home again. Is a nice way to end the season. Uh, I liken it to the way they ended season one with my coffee. Uh, same style, but different context. The reminisce style setting and reflection on how far Fraser has come. In season one, it was his growth from the Lilith split to moving back home alone, where now it's his radio show and where he is now from a very uh, very rough first day. Uh, a lovely episode to watch with a cup of tea. I'd completely mm. agree with that, actually. That's it's a very, nice observation. Very nice tea episode. I'd like to rank the top 10 most tea-friendly episodes that's um, a good shout. My number one of all time. Perfect for the cup of tea. And we'll, we'll get there eventually. Okay, Gary. Um, oh, I'm intrigued. Uh, <laughs> as this is the last nice in the mail for the regular season before the playoffs, I want to thank all the trivia masters who are in MK and my uh, Facebook Messenger group. Too many to mention, but we chat each week and collect many questions. It's a pleasure coordinating, uh, coordinating them each episode with my pal, Corey. Um, you're all lovely. Peace. And as always, up the villa. Um, beautiful words yeah i think we we just want to echo that uh, we are so so grateful to all the trivia masters who really do our work for us so thank and they you make so much. The, they make the podcast i think i think it's probably one of the most preferred sections of the, each episode people love trivia yeah i think so. it's a real highlight isn't it and it's, yeah i think you know, it's, so it's great to be able to have that interaction that people have really i think bought into it and we can have that sort of community as a result of it for sure. Um, Sam Malone 5 puts, On June 1st, a life-changing moment occurred when I learned of this Fraser podcast. I'm now proud to say I'm I'm all caught up and couldn't believe seeing that an episode came out today. I wholly support any spin-off of the show that relates to literature and books. This book can stand on the shelf next to any of them. Could you create a good reads list of all the recommendations? Thanks to all of your deep Fraser content. Like others here, I don't know other Fraser fans in real life. When I moved last time, I just watched the episodes and now I'm doing a rewatch and I'm being kept company by your excellent podcast. I'm just trying to make sure I don't put a rug where a rug doesn't belong. <laughs> Top notch. I definitely can make a Goodreads recommendation. I'm on Goodreads all the time. Um, in fact, I literally just checked my Goodreads app about 10 seconds ago. Um, so I could definitely make a little list of, of books I recommend or that we've talked about on the podcast. Um, I can definitely do that. That would be something fun. So I'll uh, I'll do that and post it on Twitter and Facebook at some point soon. So keep and an you eye out there. Definitely tell the difference between the ones I read and the one Will reads. Will <laughs> reads these very intellectual good books, and then I'm like, yeah, it's like free on Kindle, and you'll love it. That's <laughs> not. I mean, I'm reading Battle Royale at the moment, which is not intellectual at all. It's about oh, teenagers I've, killing each other on an island. So I've just started reading Two Tribes, but I think it's Chris Beckett. 
two tribes um, who did a book series called um i think it's dark eden that mm. i really liked i haven't actually it's actually a trilogy and i still haven't read the third one but the first two are really good um and i think actually will you'd quite like it from a linguistic perspective because it's um not two tribes i haven't got far enough into that to be able to really comment on it but um dark eden um it's it's quite interesting that it's basically it's set in a sort of the future people crash land on a planet and their descendants over thousands of years have now populated this area um and you see things like linguistic drift and things like that so they're getting words a little bit wrong and mm. it's quite interesting i like that a lot yeah yeah perspective. really like that uh, and you can see how like bits of our history have become their myth and they don't quite get it right and things like that so yeah it's really really interesting that's cool man um next up we've got um org fourth who says uh, hi will and key i've commented here before but i neglected to mention that i'm augmented fourth on twitter where, where i sometimes comment on the show uh that should also help you make sense of my nick here uh which is abbreviated due to my preferred username already being taken when i signed up on reddit uh i have two bits of feedback on this episode's trivia corner first i've i've just read well yeah when i read this i was like yes um in the list of partners, the questioner seems to have forgotten Nanny G, uh, Fraser's oh. first wife. Um, secondly, I was going to comment on the four-year progression of US school classes. So freshman, then sophomore, then junior, then senior. Um, but it seems to me that MK beat me to it. Um, thanks for putting a great po- putting together a fun podcast. I definitely enjoy remembering and watching things through watching through the show with you guys. Very, very nice. Sorry, I'm yawning so much today. I'm so tired. Um, so do they only have four years in a, in a US high school then? I think they must. I think maybe... Versus our uh, five. I mean, it's not even I, five for us. It's technically seven now. I think that... Um, because we have, obviously, we have primary school up to the age... But from about three to 11 is primary school. Or four to 11, depending mm. on when you go. And then 11 to... it's well, It was 16 is secondary school, but now it's mandatory to stay in college till you're 18 so you might go to a different organization but i think in america obviously they have elementary schools i think they have middle schools they do have middle and school high school so i'm assuming that like that high school and middle school together is what is our secondary school i think so and you but, probably they probably in like freshman year they're probably like a year or two older than we would be in year seven maybe yeah i'm thinking um, maybe freshman year you might be like 14 something to, like yeah that, to or... balance it out a little bit um, um that would make sense i know nothing about the american education system so i stand i'm willing to be corrected no that because i'm thinking of the film eighth grade and obviously eighth grade being a outside of that for high school class system um the, they're like 13 14 years old in that film so that would suggest that if eighth grade is the last grade then freshman you'd be 15 um which would mean 16 17 yeah, and you'd be 18, 19. Seems a bit old. I don't know if someone, an American will be able to explain this to us. And I could probably Google it, but I like to let you, uh, I like to let the listeners tell us. Um, I think someone actually left a pretty negative review fairly recently about the fact that we don't Google things, um, oh, which, okay. to be brutally honest, is is perfectly valid criticism. Um <laughs> I'm just being very lazy. There's a lot of stuff um, that we could Google. But I mean, one, I don't really want to listen, have to, have you to listen to me typing while I look things up. And two, it gets people talking to us, which is nice. You know. What did they leave the review on? I don't know. I can't remember where I read it. It was either on like classic, you know, Apple or something, or um it was on Facebook or Reddit. Um I have a feeling it was Apple. Um, um yeah, if anyone's listening to this, basically as much we're basically half asking it as much as possible at this stage. <laughs> Is that not true? 
Half art, well, as in that's what they're suggesting, or that's what we're actually doing. I mean, in terms of research behind the scenes. I know, not... but that's not what this is, is it? This is a rewatch <laughs> podcast. It's not like, here's trivia about Frasier you never knew before. Yeah. Brought to you by the Simpsons fans, Will and Key. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think that's a very valid criticism, but I'm afraid nothing's going to change on that front. So, I love how you respond to criticism. People go, more relevant scene, you're like, yeah, well, we note that, but we're not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to be a hard ass, but, you know, there are probably other Frasier podcasts where they Google things. You're welcome to listen to those. Yeah. Um, Walter Mickhead put, listening to this episode as I type, I'm a new listener, started about a month ago, and I love what I've heard so far. Keep up the good work, Will and Key. Mm, thank you, Walter Mickhead. Uh, next up, we've got Caitlin, who says, Hey there, gents. Congratulations on the 100,000 downloads. Hey, did we get 100,000 downloads? Uh, this was a month ago. By the <laughs> way, the, these comments were a month ago, so we have much more up-to-date <laughs> listener mail to read out. I'm wow. starting to worry. We've read some of these out before. I don't think we, think have. we have. I haven't but seen these comments before, unless you I read get, them out on your one with Steve. I don't think I read any out with Steve, okay. so that's cool. Um, me betraying the fact that I'm not up to date on the podcast. <laughs> I don't expect you to listen back to the episodes where you're absent, don't worry. Um, us listeners appreciate the time you both put into the podcast each and every week. It takes a lot of effort to consistently put out a product, so thank you. Thank you, Caitlin. Thank you. We may not do the research, but we put the time in. Yeah, thank you, Hot Eyes Organ. <laughs> Um, I've got a quick observation about Frasier Loves Roz. I believe, based on the title cards and some dialogues in this episode, uh, Roz says, I love you, I don't know what I pronounced that word, I love you, to Ben I love you. after one month. Granted, that's still pretty fast, but slightly better than two weeks. Mm. Um, also, here are my observations for You Can Go Home Again. One, could this be the start to Frasier's obsession with collecting recordings of his show? Is Roz's sweet gesture to blame? Mm. That's a very good shout. I like it. Two, and this is even a better shout. Uh, I gotta say, I love Niles in a yellow slash gold tie. Um, the colors of the ties always look so sharp with the suits that Niles wears. That is absolutely true. Um, big, big time. Uh, she finishes uh, up the Blue Jays. I feel left out, so I'm repping Canada's only Major League Baseball team. I think if I was going to support any MLB team, it probably would be the Blue Jays. And Steve, who was on, is a huge Blue Jays fan, so that will go down a treat. Well, as someone who knows nothing about baseball, I'm officially getting behind the Blue Jays. So. The Blue Jays. And it's got a lovely name and logo. It does. It, it sounds so pleasant. Blue Jays. Mm. There's a, there, was a, there was a Canadian, um, well, there is a Canadian um, lecturer at, at my uni. And when there was like the strikes happening last year, we were all on like, the picket lines together. And we were obviously trying to canvas some of the students to talk to us about, you know, what, what we were doing and why we were there. And someone walked past with a Blue Jays cap on and he was just like, the Toronto Blue Jays support the strikes. <laughs> and, like the guy, the guy just turned around like, what? Uh, I just love that. So he's a good guy. Um, through Portland put, listen to this one and enjoy the discussion. Martin's antics are truly iconic, but are future generations getting a true look at who he was? I think so. The focus group is a hard watch for me due to Frazier's destructive stubbornness to find out why a single person dislikes him, but I enjoy the gentle nature of the cringe comedy. Someone on Twitter, by the way, really, the very good observation through Portland, I should say. Someone on Twitter just said that the focus group was them trying to be Seinfeld, and it really struck a chord with me. I think the I think the focus group really feels like a Seinfeld episode um, because no one comes off looking good, yeah, especially Frasier. Frasier acts like George to me in that episode. Yeah, that is very valid. Actually, very, I think he, I think show. he's very George. But as someone who likes Seinfeld, I'm okay with that. Oh yeah, I love Seinfeld. 
Yeah. It's just it, maybe it's just the fact that it rubs people the wrong way because they're trying to go down a different route. I don't know. Um, but obviously it didn't stick. Uh, well, let's listen to the pod. I noted your excitement at the then upcoming final. Okay, here we go. This is this is this is tough to read. The unmitigated smugness of the English media over this particular England team was unbearable. The cries of pure joy from my neighbours when poor Saka had his penalty saved indicates the strength of feeling up here in Scotland. I can't wait for the league season to start back up so I can soak in the absolute insanity that is Scottish football. Nightmarish mascots, decent football, and a cast of characters any modern sitcom would be envious of. Keep up the great work, and hopefully you're all enjoying the heat wave we appear, we appear to be having. This is how long ago this comment was. Yeah, that's was. long in the past. I really am going to have to sheathe my tongue before making comments comments in response to this um, here in um, regards to what well, i will say through portland this is, is hard to read as an england fan i also hate the smugness of the english media likewise we do not buy into that that we were going to win um I, I i had italy as favorites going into the final and i think um i would say that the first half an hour was as good as i've ever seen an english team play mm-hmm. the english national team play football i thought we were excellent then we sat too deep um but yeah, you're right. The English media are unbearable at the best of times, and this was no exception. Um, mm. What I would say is, and and I and I would say as well, and I think the actions of the fans on the day, which I don't want to go into really, it in some ways I think we deserve to lose because of how our fans. Oh yeah, man! I'm sick of the bloody racists in this yeah. country. You know the the harassment before and at the game, the the racism, the. the deplorable racism it was disgusting after after the fact um and yeah i think it's i'm sick of i'm sick of it happening again and again to be honest mm. i'm frankly sick of um, most of the people in this country i'm not gonna lie um, um but on a slightly lighter note scottish football i note that hearts and partick thistle um both won their respective leagues last season i think um were sent by the scottish fa like their uh the champions flags and the Scottish FA sent it the wrong way around. So Partick got hearts and hearts got Partick. No, flags. I, I love <laughs> um, hearts logo. Um, yeah. their, their crest rather. And they beat Celtic. I think on the opening day of, um, yesterday. they did. They did. So, yeah. Bright times at hearts possibly. There we go. Right. You've been good cop key. Now I should be bad cop to this comment. <laughs> the reason there was such a strength of feeling is Scotland is because their national team is that bad. The only thing <laughs> they can celebrate is England losing. <laughs> oh, that's a bit harsh. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, but yes, I had to get a passing shot. That is what we are saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mischief Night is up for you, Kay. Uh, yeah, um, MK loves this episode. Uh, US schools, again, you have a four year status, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Um, he flew first class once as he visited his parents for Christmas as a treat to, him, a treat to ourselves. Uh, we upgraded at the airport. Um, we didn't know if we'd get accepted for first class. So we ate in the airport. Then we got accepted. And on the flight, I wasn't hungry. So I declined the free meal and everyone looked at me like I was insane. No! I guess I need to learn to like Surely the better. food in the airport would have been better anyway than the food that's cooked on the plane. Plane food is in, never very good. But if it's in first class, would it not be... I just don't get it, man. Like, what do they have? Like a posh oven or something? I mean, yes. an oven, you, know, you can only cook what can be cooked on that tiny little shed in the sky. I like so. to think that, um, like British Airways just get like Heston Blumenthal or something, just sitting in the back for the first. Class. But haven't they done that before? I swear, he, he, no, I think like his some his his name was on a menu on a flight I've been on before. Oh, that is very possible. So there you I'm go. I'm going to be honest. I just picked one chef that I knew and threw it in there. Well, <laughs> you were spot on. <laughs> Uh, trivia and fun bits for you can go home again. Um, when Daphne's on the phone describing how much of a taskmaster Fraser is, 
and her uh, almost prison-like conditions, she's wearing a black and white striped shirt reminiscent of old prisoner jumpsuits. Good observation there. Um, two episodes in a row now mentioning Winston Churchill and his pro- um, proclivity towards cigars. Good mm-hmm. word. Procl- proclivity. Proclivity. Oh, I'm a fan of that. Love that. Um, next, uh, Frasier asks Daphne to leave out uh, the brochures for Acapulco, uh, which is where he will go at the end of season four, start of season five. When he meets Kelly Easterbrook, the supermodel zoologist. Mm, what do you very, think of me now? <laughs> very good connection there. Um, and he concludes with, uh, though I don't know the exact path Frazier would have taken on his drive, Martin was correct in his selection. Interstate 90 uh, goes directly into Seattle. Interstate 80, which Frazier took, terminates in San Francisco. Uh, taking the I-90 would have saved Frazier two hours and roughly 100 miles of drive time if conditions were perfect. Mm, there you go. That's quite a difference. It <laughs> is. It is. See, when me and my granddad are talking about bush routes, we're talking about five-minute wait time here and there. <laughs> it's quite a difference. It's quite a difference. Uh, we've still got quite a few comments to read, but they're all fairly of a length if we just want to try and get through these now. Yeah. Like. Um E. Austro, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, put, Hi both, I've just moved from the UK to Australia and was shocked to discover that Frasier wasn't available on any streaming service here. I searched an alternative and gladly found you. Frasier is my comfort food. It's the show my whole family would watch together and it always reminds me of home. Your podcast has been a lovely salve these first few months away from home. So just wanted to say thanks for keeping it hub. Also, would 100% listen to a literature podcast. I'd shout out Perfect Day by Felix Dennis and the line from Having a Coke with You by Frank O'Hara in the warm New York four o'clock light. We are drifting back and forth between each other like a tree breathing through its spectacles. I adore that Frank O'Hara poem, and Frank O'Hara is one of my favorite poets as well. So you are preaching to the choir, my friend. Uh, next, up we've got Cinnamon Sable who says, "Hello, gents. I've missed several podcasts lately, but I'm taking a little solo voca- vacation in the next few days, and I'm looking forward to catching up." Uh, I just watched "You Can Go Home Again" and realized how underrated it is, at least for me. Uh, one of my favourite things about Frasier in general is how well it weaves together humour of all kinds with a depth of feeling that comes from life's more serious moments. This episode has plenty of both. Frasier's little vocal exercise always cracks me up. Um, and I'm not going to try and... I'm not gonna try no, and don't worry, it. don't do it. Um, and I really love his line at the end where he acknowledges that life with one's family has its share of rewards and challenges. Being part of a family is really worth the effort. And often, very often, the effort means you'll need a week in Acapulco. <laughs> How true is that on both counts? Um, thanks for all your work each week to put together a fun and entertaining podcast. I'm part of Cam and MK's Facebook trivia group, alternative known as either the Dried Up Old Fig or the Lady in the Box. Nice. Um, and although I haven't succeeded yet, I'm determined to get in a question that will stump Key. Cheers. Mm, elusive stumping key. It's what everybody wants. I guarantee everyone, if we're doing trivia corner on the, the one next week over the course of the season, I will get every single one wrong. No. I'm, a very, <laughs> I'm a short-term memory kind of guy. So no, short-term memory. Sydney asked basketball, but dear as well in key, fantastic review, loads of tangents, which I enjoyed a lot. About quotes from books, TV, etc. Any chance you could post links on your Facebook page, etc. about books, films, and the like that you discuss on these tangents. Are you see, I feel like we've read this comment out on air before. Are you sure we haven't? I don't recall it. I'm really scared. <laughs> It'd be great to be able to read some of what you discussed. I've watched films and read books you've mentioned in the past and really enjoyed them. This podcast is more than just a Fraser Review podcast. It introduces us listeners to a new and exciting media. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sydney. I should really do this. This is just another thing that I'm kind of half-assing, but, um, you know, I will try and, and, and endeavour to do that. Um, next up, we've got Reclia, who says, the only time I'd consider business or first class would be long-distance flights like Japan. 
uh, you can go home again. What a wonderful, touching episode. The name alone is beautiful, inviting you to take a trip down memory lane where a home full of good memories awaits. Um, I didn't notice Frasier was, uh, sorry, I didn't notice Daphne was in the calf. Uh, so it was quite a shock when she turned around fully. Um, the only thing that bugs me about this scene is Frasier doesn't recognize her in the pilot. I suppose we can chalk up Frasier not remembering her because he wasn't paying much attention. Um, that's a really good point, actually. That's something that I sort of flagged was, do what does this bother me or not? Mm. Um, I, I think I put it down to it probably doesn't bother me because I don't think if I met someone in just, if I met someone in the shop, um, I probably wouldn't necessarily recognize them three or four weeks later. Mm. Um, so I'm going to say that for me is not a problem. It doesn't really bother me too much, but it's, um, it is an interesting one. And it's always interesting to a different side of thing. I say for me, I'm not a huge fan of that, that bit, um, but no, same. really interesting to hear the other people's perspectives. Uh, finally, Ross from Rosniak. Hi, guys. Finally caught up on all the episodes. It took me a couple of months, but I love the podcast and all your interesting analyses. It really makes me look at this show. that has been a huge part of my life for going on 15 years in a different way. I have so many things I want to talk about, and of course... And have, of course, forgotten everything at this moment. But I just wanted to give a shout out to that episode of The Simpsons where Pablo Neruda is mentioned because it, along with Lisa Becomes a Vegetarian, is one of my top episodes of The Simpsons. While I'm sad not to have this backlog of episodes to listen to, I'm so excited to be able to interact in real time and be just in time for the live episode. Keep up the good work. Uh, excellent. Thank you so much for uh, for getting in touch with us this week. We know we're a little bit behind on listener mail and we'll try and get through bits and bobs. But fortunately, we're at the season's end finale, live episode to kind of clear up these uh, these loose ends um and yeah it's been it's been fun another season over Kay. um it's getting sad but one thing i will say is i think season four is the strongest season of frasier so um we have a very exciting season ahead of us um it is. i i'm pretty like season four through to seven i think is just an incredibly good run yeah. um like uh, so many of my faves are in this 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 run now but yeah i think four is strong as f so i mean four is very strong i i think season five is another oh, one oh, i think five is really good yeah um, um and looking at the episodes now i think it's it's tight i think four probably edges it as a whole season but it's mm. very there's not a great deal in it um and i think the first episode in season two four is the two mrs cranes which has one of my favorite it's, it's, it's weirdly enough it's one of the lines i probably quote most even though mm. it's it's not in any way something that you can shoehorn into conversation. I'll just blurt it out. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting to that. But yeah, really exciting times ahead. With Clive, Dr. Cry, Dr. Cry. <laughs> um, yeah, very, very exciting. And keep your ears to the ground, listeners. Keep looking on Facebook. Uh, we're listening to Frasier Podcast on Twitter at FraserPod for more info about the live episode. We're hoping it's going to be a week from now, you know, maybe next weekend. Um, oh, mm, I'm not here next weekend. Uh, <laughs> either day. Um, I'll be around Saturday morning. I don't think we'll be able to do that. Um, yeah. But we will probably record a bonus episode. Yeah, hopefully a bonus is coming. So hopefully a bonus is coming. Um, yeah, so um, because we, we might have to so wait. Yeah, we are. Um, we, you know, we, we will get to them, as we've said. So we might be waiting a little bit longer for the live episode. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll work it out soon. Um, but yeah, other than that, I've been Will. I've been Kay. And thank you very much for listening to We're Listening. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, my. And maybe I seem a bit confused. 
Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. <laughs> 